everybody, and welcome to DTC Blow and Smoke Podcast. We are joined today by Matt from the Cigar Social Podcast. Matt, how are you doing over there, bud? Pretty good yourself. Oh, I'm doing fucking phenomenal, man. Look at that smile. God, look at that handsome fella. Uh, Matt is joining us today from outside of Chicago. Matt, why don't you uh, go ahead and introdu- or introduce everything, man? Yeah, so... Uh... I'm 30 minutes outside of Chicago. Uh, I'm from the Cigar Social Podcast. Uh, we usually go through and have guests on on my show and uh, go through what we're smoking and what we're drinking. Uh, I'm happy to be joined by you guys. Uh, I mean, you are probably one of the most unique cigar companies on the planet, from my point of view. I mean, you have the make you're the makers of a few famous cigars. Uh, I'm sure people that are listening may have seen, had, or heard of. Like Leather Rose, Crazy Alice, uh, Fat Bottom, Sweet Jane, and now the highly anticipated Chasing the Dragon. Um, This is what I have today, actually. I have the Chasing the Dragon Midnight Oil, and so far, it's phenomenal uh, right off the jump. Good deal, man. Good deal. Let me me, uh, kind of ask, like, what... Like, in the first place, like, what were you thinking? Like, hey, I'm going to reach out to DTC, see if we can do a collaboration. Like, what was your mindset on that? I mean, I've seen a couple episodes where you had uh, some owners of cigar companies, uh, things like that. But but uh, what was your what was your thought process going, hey, these these uh, jerk uh, jerk guys from DTC. I almost said jerk-offs. <laughs> I should have just said it. Jerk-offs from DTC. Yeah. Um, but I want to see if they'll be able to collaborate and uh, I can pick their brain. What was going on there? Well, it was one of those things, you know, uh, looking at some of the cigars that I've seen. I didn't even know about Chasing the Dragon until uh, I started talking to you guys um, prior to the show and um, reading up on your location and the history behind that location and uh, just a real interesting uh, company, group of guys, and, and culture. I mean, you guys basically your company culture, you know, Based off of, uh, I believe you're all vets, right? Uh, about half and half. Yeah, half and half. Yep. Um, but yeah, it's uh, it's just a something I wanted to kind of pick your brains. I got some some questions that pop off later, but uh, mm-hmm. yeah, it's just real nice to kind of coming together and and, and chatting with with y'all. Yeah. Um, now you did a pairing with the dragon, and you chose a Japanese whiskey of some sort. Why don't you tell us about what's going on there? What the what the stick is? What the whiskey is? All your all your good usual rantings. So yeah. So today I, I read up on the dragon. Uh, had this at my, in my bar, um, and after comparing the two descriptions and. I know there's two different types of, of pairings. You could do more of a, a contrast pairing where you do something from each side of the spectrum, a super bold cigar and like a light pilsner, or you do like a, a comp, com, comparable, comparable uh, pairing where they're kind of both meet in the middle or they're both bold or they're both light. Not only are these two kind of both in that spectrum of like a medium uh, to mild, um, but the flavor profiles in both descriptions were almost identical. Oh, nice. So I couldn't wait to, 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 to light it up, take a couple sticks, and kind of pair the two. And uh, like I said, so far, uh, it's phenomenal. So this is the Habiki Japanese Harmony Whiskey. Mm. It's from the Centauri uh, Distillery in Japan. It was released in 2015. It's 86 proof. Mm. MSRP is about 80 bucks. Uh, it got a 96 points at the 2020 
ultimate spirits challenge uh highly uh rated japanese whiskey and i don't usually dabble into the japanese whiskey but um my boss actually swung by for a fire pit and cigar one night and brought it and well you can't say no to free whiskey no it's phenomenal um (laughs) habiki means harmony and that's exactly what this this whiskey is Uh, it's a harmony of at least five premium whiskeys uh styles various ages uh different methods uh and while four of them are single grain malts uh the fifth is a grain from the cheetah peninsula in uh central japan and so it's it's just a real interesting blend real interesting uh distilling process Uh, you can see it's a gold slight amber color Mm -hmm. so then on the nose this is what kind of caught my attention on the nose you have aromatics floral hints of apricot nice on the Mm -hmm. palate Nice. You get a medium-bodied whiskey that kind of opens up to dried fruit, and again, apricot kind of appears. Excellent. And then after reading the, the Chasing the Dragon uh, description and this, both kind of go hand-in-hand with the aromatic teas, the apricots, and the dried fruit flavor profile. So it's it's a perfect little marriage of, of the two. Um, Right on. Did you start, uh, just an odd question for you, but did you start drinking the whiskey first before you lit the cigar? Did you light the cigar before you started drinking the whiskey? I actually sipped the the whiskey a little bit uh, before I lit the cigar. Gotcha. And then after you take a sip, can you you taste a little bit of a difference in the cigar? Is there any, like, notes that are popping out that hadn't before? It's that that dried fruit that, uh, that, and that apricot. Um, It's a slam dunk. It's it's a very predominant in in both no matter if you smoke and sip sip and smoke Mm -hmm. whatever the combination is you're gonna you get that 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 really interesting dried fruit flavor uh on the finish excellent right on so you said uh hibiki am i saying it right okay i think so yeah i mean (laughs) who's gonna correct me if i'm not fucking saying it right it doesn't matter oh shit Pearl Harbor, remember that. Mm. Nah. Yes. They owed us that whiskey. Yes, they did. It's a blend of how many different ones? I'm sorry, I just go it's geek like out for five, a second five. here. So it's a uh, five different five? blends of yeah, five okay. and then <laughs> nice. uh, with one Japanese grain. So everything's four single malts. Gotcha. And then uh, the fifth is a Japanese grain, yeah. Nice. So when you were like creating this podcast, what was your thought process like? Me and the boys like to smoke cigars, so we should jump online and and share our message with the world. Uh, a lot of people don't do video right now just because of the, the medium's a little bit harder. I noticed that you do video, all this other good stuff. Like, what brought you into the podcast world, especially in cigars and, and drinks? So, I mean, that's exactly it. Uh, we, we I had uh, a friend of mine, and he uh, started it with me. He We would go outside in the garage and smoke a cigar, and while the, the girls were inside doing, doing girl things. their stuff. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and so we were just kind of like, you know, we smoke cigars. We're we're not experts by any means. We're far from experts. Um, and so we just wanted to kind of dabble into the world. I mean, I heard worse podcasts and there was, uh, we started reaching out to companies Yes, and people started, uh, reaching back. And so we were able to get some cigar companies, some whiskey companies, some breweries, uh, a lot of them that I've had on so far are from this area, but we, I have been able to kind of make contact. You know, my last episode was with uh, Chattanooga Whiskey, mm-hmm. and uh, Tim down there was just awesome to hop on a video call. 
That's awesome. And uh, I'm still trying to get my in smoke shed studio video system up and you know nailed to nailed down. But oh, everything mean. that's remote is now video, and that's what I'll put up put on YouTube. But yeah, I'm right. mostly audio based for now. Oh, okay, okay. I, I the the one of the ones that I had seen was you and a, a couple of different fellows. Um, how long have you been in the uh, the smoking world, man? How uh, like did you start smoking cigars right out of high school? What's the uh, what's the whole beginning you know, story? I, I, I smoked cigars on special occasions uh, growing up. Every so often, didn't really know much anything about it. And like then, fifth birthday and shit like that. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay. Co- First it. communion, yeah, yeah. things like yeah. that. Yeah. <laughs> Baptism, you yeah, know, nothing big. And then uh, we, uh, I. I kind of really got into it in the past couple of years to probably two or three years um started really getting interested in the, the blends the companies the factories the regions mm-hmm. all those different things and so it's been really nice to kind of not only read up on it dabble into it for a couple of years but now talk to companies and you know i had terrence riley here from agonorsa and we did a whole like little smoking experience thing where i smoked a certain leaf and then smoked a different leaf and the, that whole blending process was was something new to me, so it was just really cool to kind of now take what I know and talk to people who really know yeah. and expand my knowledge on it. Excellent. All right, so from host to host, why don't you take over for a second, show us your hosting shtick, and uh, yeah, let the questions fly if you want, man. Well, I mean, we've already gone through the, the intro, and so again, thank you for having me on your show. Um, uh, the first thing that I would like to know, honestly, um, is let's start from the start. Uh, and where where did Deadwood Tobacco Company start? How did that even come about? We'll let we'll let Wild Bill, the the current owner, take this one. Yes, it started with uh, Vaughn Boyd and John Boyd. They rode down from Cali. Uh, Vaughn was an entrepreneur her whole life. She owned businesses since she was 25. And uh, they rode down to the rally one year and realized there was no real shop in Deadwood. So she sold her shop up there in Paso Robles to John's kids. They rode down. They started July 4th, 2006, DTC. And then uh, things started to develop in the store, not just uh, what they were doing, but their culture was also being established at that point with a few reps like myself and Fabian Ziegler, um, which I'm I, I'm assuming one of the next questions coming up on that list is going to be one of the cigars that was created. How did it get created and how did that flourish? And I'm assuming one of them questions is going to be about the Sweet Jane line. Mm. <laughs> right? <laughs> Uh, on my list, oh. I did want to talk a little bit about the Yummy Bitches. Yeah. Um, I found it amazing and hilarious. And correct me if I'm wrong or if I'm off by a little bit, but I found these descriptions of all... You're wrong. <laughs> <laughs> I read them. Sweet Jane was born in the brothels of Deadwood. She's yes. naughty. She's naughty, and she's got her reputation for breaking hearts <laughs> and bringing strong men to their knees. Well... Okay, that, uh, that, that, that can be part of her uh, we can roll with girl her. next door attitude, yes. yes. <laughs> Fat Bottom Betty came out of, the, uh, out of rehab in 2013. 
to spread some large ass loving with her sister, Sweet Jane. Wow, hey man, I, I, I don't know about that one at all. We can go um, with that though. But but from a historical standpoint, I will tell you where I was at and and things on how how that uh, all this got created. Keep going. What's the next one? And then Crazy Alice showed up in 2014, and God knows where that little firecracker has been. She is one pistol-cracking little hussy. Where'd you find these things at? <laughs> Google's amazing. I, yeah. yeah, I got it. I'll share you the I'll, I'll share link. But yeah, that's those are descriptions. And when I read those, I, I immediately was like, I, I got to learn more about these three. Well... I mean, some of that is, is is interesting to hear. Some of it is is factual. Uh, it happened. The conversation was between really two people back. Um, two thousand and eight ish, right around there at Vaughn Boyd's house between Fabian Ziegler and herself at the kitchen counter uh, after the rally that year. Fabian was at the kitchen. He's like, you know, you need to have a sweet cigar. And they came up with the concept, and that concept was Sweet Jane and Smoking Jane. Now, the reason why I know this is because I was at that rally. I've been at every rally since 2007. Um, so long story short, they developed two different cigars, Sweet Jane, Smoking Jane. Sweet Jane had the sweet cap. Smoking Jane didn't. It took four years for Smoking Jane to disappear and never come back out. She died on the streets of Deadwood. Now, as far as the three lines, Sweet Jane, Fat Bottom, Betty, Crazy Alice go, I was always under the standing that they were born in a brothel. No one knew where the mother went. Uh, where the store is currently located was a brothel back in the day known as the mansion. Uh, the description you gave um, mm. about the three sisters is a unique spin because... When it was fleshed out, when I was the rep there doing all these events for Vaughn Boyd and with Fabian Ziegler at four of the major ones, it was expressed that Sweet Jane's the girl next door, Fat Bottom Betty was the girl you forgot about. She became sultry and seductive, and uh, her mouth was a little bit thicker and sweeter than her sister's, who was the girl next door. That was Sweet Jane, the older sister. Boom. Then Crazy Alice, uh, she was the youngest, right? So... She was the girl that you would, um, let's just say, enjoy. Bef but you should have went to the medicine cabinet and checked things out. Yeah. Ooh. Because she's a little nuts. Crazy. She was, she was a hot burn really quick. And <laughs> then, and then it was, I forget the date, but it was a couple years ago is when um, the storyline about Leather Rose was they found her and they were bringing her back for a rally to introduce her to her kids. 2020. The leather, leather Rose was, that's what I wanted to get to, was, yeah, Leather Rose is the mother of the four, you know, uh, of the, is the, and the fourth yummy bitch per day. Um, that, is that, that they found her and brought her back to the rally? Yep. Yeah, and, so uh, I couldn't find any backstory on Leather Rose. Yeah, that's, that's the quick backstory. They found her out and about. She dumped the kids off in the brothel and bolted and never was seen again. And they brought her back. Now, she's slightly different. Uh, of a blend than the other three she has a little bit extra leaf in there which adds a little bit of spice which picks up the uh cocoa and uh coffee notes in the other three blends so that that uh that particular product though 
So we set the record straight as owned by Vaughn Boyd. She owns the trademarks to Sweet Jane, Fat Bottom Betty, Crazy House, Leather Rose. Drew Estate makes the cigar for her. And then Deadwood Tobacco, the only thing they receive is the name on the box and the band. That's it. No royalties, no cash, no nothing. So that that's the partnership between those three businesses. Uh, the one that Vaughn Boyd herself, since she's retired from Deadwood Tobacco, and Drew Estate who makes the cigar and holds a licensing agreement with Vaughn Boyd and Deadwood Tobacco. And then the new one, which you led into, which is what you're smoking, which is the newest project mm-hmm. by us. Um, that project... Uh, Hold on. Oh. oh, he's cracking a beer. Soundbite. Oh, there we go. There when we you go. need there to refresh comes. your palate, yes. <laughs> stop and drink New Belgium Brewing Company's finest IPA. So you can get it at your local Illinois shopping biddies.com. Thank you for shopping. Wisconsin. You can't get it anywhere else. Right. So, anyway. Wisconsin. That, 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 I will say, is the quick uh, down and dirty um, nutshell of, of the Sweet Jane product line and how it got developed, where it got developed. And if you wanted to know more, you could probably reach out to Fabian Ziegler. Uh, he's got his own podcast, too, and he's making his own cigar. New concept out there. Um, you can find him on Instagram, and he, he can flesh that out more for you. He used to work at Drew Estate. And go from there. Maybe Vaughn Boyd will pop up on there for you, too. <laughs> but, nice. but, yeah, you got any other things about that? It sells. I think that's all. I have all about that's that kind of sums it up for the the yummy bitches. Um, I wanted to kind of segue into the chasing the dragon. One of the reasons is uh, I wanted to know. Um, you did this project. And you did you collaborate with like for example, where are these rolled? All right. The collaboration. Um, I, 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 I let, let's let's change that word, shouldn't we? Because mm-hmm. it, it wasn't a collaboration at no. all. No. Um, th- this project is is a fruitful one. <laughs> uh, I fucking see what you did there. And, uh, yeah. and uh, it, 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 you know, I, I like that. I've got a lot of years on the manufacturing side between Drew Estate and Ashton Cigars, and this team I got here at DTC, we don't stop thinking. Mm-mm. So with all that, we created something, and what we needed to create was an avenue of cash to a platform and in business you have you have to get real creative to create things that are going to generate the type of cash that you need for said things things such as um i don't know healthcare. 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 so the dragon uh and, and the team at dtc created it from the box the band uh, everything about it the the design the dream the tasting the stories. Trust me, the um, tasting was not fun. The no. fucking rolling. The, 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 yeah, the, the, the February <laughs> banding of pr- product. Um, but I had the opportunity through relationships in this industry, right? So a few people uh, saw some, and they opened the doors to me. And that would be uh, one of the people who helped me with, with uh, fleshing things out would be Miguel Shodell from Crown Heads. As well as uh, uh, Tom Lazuka from CLE Asylum and Michelle, who works there as well. And they introduced me to Christian, who I did not know after 18 years in the industry. 
And it was a funny story with Ethan at a trade show up in Vegas. Uh, at the last minute, we it was uh, May 14th. I'll never forget that day. <laughs> As a tear rolls down yeah, his face. Days, yeah. <laughs> uh, so we got uh, instructions, right, to fly back home to here, South Dakota, pick up passports to get to Miami, get our nose tickled, and then we're going to fly to Honduras. And then when we got to Honduras, Christian was like, hey, this is Tyler, this is uh, Raul. No, we met him right as we got on the plane in Miami. This is Tyler, this is Raul. Uh, he's the head of production. He's the head of marketing. When we land, this is what we're going to do. But I don't know how to do this, so good luck. you got to figure it out. <laughs> yeah, and pretty much. Yep. The next morning wow. was a Monday morning. That was another great day in DTC history. You were in a meeting. Yeah. Yeah. I'm always in a meeting. I know. <laughs> and uh, so Tyler and I, they gave me a closet, dude. And I mean, you step in, it was big enough for a table and, and some rubber gloves and some foam cups and needles and this black liquid. <laughs> and uh, Ethan was off at the box factory creating the box. We had the beginning of the logo. So we created the cigar in, a, in, in five days. We had... The ability to call and ask information to people out of Mexico where we got the food-grade edible flavoring notes. And they helped us out with the formula. And we, we got the dragon. And we've been on the project for about a year and a half. It's going to go national here in January. Uh, their team at uh, CLE is pretty excited about it. They're getting a lot of feedback on it since we've got it out there with beers doing wholesaling. Mm-hmm. And Ethan pumping it on social media. And now you're smoking it. I feel like you shouldn't skip over the part where we had to smoke X oh. amount of horrible fucking cigars. So the fr- the first samples, <laughs> just to give you an example, the, f- the example, the first samples they sent back were like, "Oh, try these," and we're all sitting around a table at work right after a breakfast after we, meeting. Yeah, mm-hmm. after a breakfast meeting, it's like, "Here, try these," and they're, they're not labeled, they're not banded, so we don't know what's what. No, it's just like D128C. Yeah, it was oh, these weird. Sounds delicious. Yeah. So we'd sit there and try them, and I'm like, what's that taste like? I'm like, fucking pancake syrup. It's. <laughs> <laughs> so we end up, you know, you got to go through this trial and error to get the right mix, the right blend, the right everything that's just perfect to make it where it. The flavor stays all the way through to the end. You doesn't burn out halfway through. It doesn't do this. It doesn't do that. It doesn't, you know, go stupid on you or what I call stupid, which could be anything, operator error slash anything else. But yeah, and it was just like, oh my god, we're gonna die. <laughs> and yeah, we didn't it want bad. it. DTC already <laughs> is known for a very sweet cigar, which yes. which you know about. We talked about it, and we knew we had to dial the sweetness down to make it different, right? And we didn't go coffee and chocolate because that's already been done, right? So we went fruits. Yeah. And 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 there it was simple for us because at the end of a meal, right? How many people, adults in the drinking age for a libation go to something thick and viscous? A cognac, uh something sweet, right? Here it is. Yep. It, it it has the fruit notes, it's got a little sweetness, but you get the rawness of the crojo tobacco, which is what yeah. CLE Asylum is known for the, the Aurora family. Yep. 
Well, and it's nice I to have it. a uh, adult flavored cigar, is what I like to call it. Yeah. Like when you're ushering somebody through the humidor, you don't um, you don't dress it up as something that it's not. But hey, do you, have you ever had a Brandy Alexander, which nobody fucking knows anymore? Uh, hey, have you had Manhattan. a Brandy Manhattan? Manhattan. You know, um, making a flavored cigar for adults that is an adult beverage flavored cigar just seemed like. Uh, a perfect pairing for the space that we inhabit in Deadwood. Not only that, but the history and the <coughs> culture of the Chinese since yeah. Deadwood's been around. We the second biggest Chinese culture, so it only made sense to pull from that. And when you look at all three, uh, we had a customer. We, we weren't smart enough here to figure this one out at oh, DTC. Yeah. <laughs> uh, a customer, after we got it out there and and, and put it on the website, sent us an email, and it, and it said, hey, you guys are brilliant. I I think that's amazing that you called the Deadwood Tobacco Company Chasing the Dragon, DTCCTD. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> and, bro, we didn't think of that. Happy no. no. That, that's the universe. And then the actual names of the cigars are all street names that they would have called that back in the day, 1890s, of what the opium would have been. So if you're walking around town in 1890 Deadwood and you're like, hey, man, get some midnight oil, that's what you would have been asking for is the midnight oil, the auntie, the zero. The I was going to ask that because it, to me, like it, it, I, I was trying to come, that, come to that theme of, okay, midnight oil, auntie, zero. Those are three. How do you link those? Okay, that, <laughs> street that names for now. opium. Yep, yep, it's all street names for opium. So when the Chinese came here, they were part of them came from the railroad. Part of them came to mine, what we call mine the miners. So you had the miners that came out, and then you had the people that would live off the miners. Basically, the the hardware stores, the grocery stores, all these people selling, uh, like Seth Bullock and, and Saul Star opened a hardware store, and they sold everything from pans to everything else you needed to go out and sift for gold. The Chinese came. They did the laundry. They did a lot of the cooking. And part of the Chinese thing was when they were very super smart because they knew where to make a buck. They would literally wash the miners' clothes but not drain the water out. So they'd wash all their clothes, and then when they were done with so many sets, they'd drain the water out, but then they were sifting it looking for gold dust that got stuck on the miners' clothes. So, I mean, they were very intuitive, very smart. So it was a big difference in, you know, what they did versus the, the poor miners, the poor bastards that were out there sifting away. And I, I do gold panning, and it's not something that's easy it is super rough on your body rough on your back and everything else so you know they they literally, all for a nickel yeah all, all for, for that yeah. nickel and, <laughs> all for that dust man yep and what they did was they'd say in that wash water and they'd strain it out and they'd actually physically pull the gold dust that was stuck to the miners clothes that they didn't get off so they were smart people they were not dumb by any means and there was a huge group of them that were in here and families of them that are actually, which is rare, are actually buried up at Mount Moriah. Now, most of the time when a Chinese person dies, they get shipped back to their hometown because that way they can find their way to whatever thing they... Heaven. Heaven or whatever they're after. But there's a lot of them physically buried here because they didn't know who the family was, so they never sent them back. So, 
and this is sort of an homage to them. It's it's a you know Chinese were always looked down upon because they were sort of like you know I don't I don't want to go back into the deal, but like slaves. You know the, you never heard too many slaves that got mentioned as something popular. Well, this is our homage to them because they were a big part of Deadwood's community and the opium dens and all the tunnels and everything else. Like I said, they were here to mine the miners, so they were here to take their money when they made a little bit of buck and came into town. Yeah, and then no, no different than the brothels and the whiskey yeah, house. Yeah, it, it's no different than Al Schweringen and his brothels with his stuff he was running and everybody else in town. They all were Commerce. here to, yeah, capitalism. No, Basically. and they were they were also sending money back to their families in China to help them out, and yes. then recruit them to come over here and help them. So yeah. you know this energy here between him and us with his Oriental drinking Oriental cigars. Kind yes, of yeah, it is kind of neat. Yeah, yeah. especially since I've been it's, to uh, Japan <laughs> once or twice. <laughs> at least a, at least a good eighteen months. Yeah. <laughs> what was that, Matt? I said the the drink and the smoke are thematically. Yes. Close. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Do Do you have a, a little bit of a like a, a emoji, like a Chinese emoji on your arm or anything that you can really pull it all together? I do. Well, I have the uh, the, the the koi the koi fish. Oh, there you okay. go. See, there, there you go, go man. See? You, you got there. that just for this podcast too, didn't you? That's that's the got, rumor. I got three days ago. Fucking <laughs> a, <laughs> fucking a, man. You are you are just <laughs> on it. Right. That is awesome. Um, so when you guys uh, get together, what what? Is it always the research that does the pairing with the whiskey and the cigar? What what kind of goes into that process? Goes what goes into that process when you're when you're pairing all that together for for a podcast? It used to be the first couple episodes, the probably the first ten or so episodes was just completely random. It was, you know, somebody will bring a cigar, somebody will bring a whiskey or a scotch or something, mm-hmm. and if the pairing Raw. sucks, we're stuck yeah. with it. Ew. I mean, yeah. There's worse things. But it was, yeah. But it was, a, it was a way to kind of try different cigars that we've never had before, whiskeys or, or beverages that we haven't had before, spirits. Mm-hmm. And uh, <laughs> you know, we found some pretty good pairs, uh, and then we had a couple that just weren't weren't right. <laughs> gotcha. Right there. Gotcha. Do you have any questions like for the roundtable? Or I, I, I'm trying to remember the list right now. We have all of our computers taken up by trying to piece this. <laughs> thing together um so i don't have the 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 list that you sent through the uh, uh email um but there was something about uh, just getting to know like us or is there any questions that you have for the individuals yeah well i mean uh we could just go around real quick i don't think anybody that i that listens to my podcast knows who wild bill is who handsome pierce is and who stash is mm-hmm. so if you want to kind of just go around and and introduce yourselves and and what you what part do you play in in the whole deadwood operation yeah absolutely well bill you want to take this one off or start this one off take this one off take it you can take it off jerk, jerk it, it off to. jerk yeah. it well, off well, jerk well, it off whatever <laughs> sure there's a few people though that that aren't here which which i'll start with first though right yeah grimy grimes works there and uh he handles handles the beer and the shirts and then you got Consuela. She does all our super fast shipping every day. That we get a lot of feedback that everybody loves. www.deadwoodtobacco.com. Which is Stash's bride. Yes. Uh, me, I'm Wild Bill. I uh, I think about things, and then I ask the team to implement them. 
that's my job. Uh, pay the bills, write the check, and uh, find health care and move the store. Well, and a hell of and, a... And develop a national brand. Yeah, and a hell of a, a big idea guy. Like, when we're doing all of our shit at the DTC, all of us have been there, what, Grimes is almost a year, correct? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so Grimes is almost a year. Everybody else, I'm almost two years. Stash, how long have you been? Eh, going on four now, I think. Three, four. Three, four, somewhere in there. Ethan was born there, I'm pretty sure. Preacher. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Preacher was born there. So, Preacher, you want to go off? Give him a little bit of background on you? Sure. Uh, I started with Vaughn Boyd seven and a half years ago. Something like that. Bam. Yeah. Oh, Jesus. Wow. Uh, and so, I mean, perspective is saying something, right? I mean, when you've seen what she could do in building a brand, the yummy bitches, um, she, she did a lot. Um, then seeing it all change over with Wild Bill coming on and, uh, his implementation of um, the rest of it. <laughs> the rest of it. Yeah. Uh, we all stared back at him, and yeah. that's what he came up with. Yeah, good job. Uh, departments uh, gave me the ability to uh, branch out and do some photography, social media, digital graphics, uh, the marketing aspect, stuff like that. So um, it's it's been a, a ride, man. It's been a ride. Wow. Mm-hmm. So, uh, can you can somebody touch on on the shop where you're located? How big it is? And, it's a uh, massive uh, square footage location. Um, there, there's a lot of airspace. It travels really well. The ventilation you can hit your head on. Yes. Um, it's only it's only eighteen hundred square feet. So think of a speakeasy from yeah. back in the twenties, right when they when they killed alcohol. But everybody in Chicago, especially Chicago, which you're in that area, you know, they went down, they were all smoking cigarettes, cigars, and they were in these little, you know, bathtub gin bullshit going on. That is sort of what we're operating out of yeah. right now. It's, yeah. It's not. We're in the basement. We yeah. got the, uh, used to be street level. We got the old jail. Uh, in the front of the store is where you'd get a haircut, walk to the back, do a Turkish bath, and walk up stairs and squeak the bed a little bit yep. so that that's physically it's a small square footage and when you get about 20 people in there lighting a cigar it gets pretty cloudy yeah and and we play the blues yeah i'm six foot six and the uh, cloud of smoke goes to about my nipples so <laughs> that's that's where the uh the smoke lies in there and and there's no uh upper zone where the cloud stops it just no. keeps going no just, just there yeah but yeah, so leading into that, um, first stash, introduce yourself. What do you do, or what's your background? Um, stash, a uh, I grow mustaches. Yeah, that's, that's <laughs> I, I grow mean. mustaches I for grow living. Mustaches. Let me like twist you. it for you. Uh, yes. I give it to cancer kids so they can have mustache too. <laughs> it's for their leg hair besides or the, armpit hair. <laughs> besides the point, I can't grow a full beard, so hence why I have a long stash. Um, I was uh, retired out of the military rolled out here and basically had a cover letter and a resume yeah that's that's how it started I had a cover letter and a resume because i followed instructions as per the employer as i was sitting in there waiting for my wife to get off from another job she was working at <laughs> i'd go down there and usually have a cigar and a couple beers and roll out and they're like well we're sort of looking for help and i'm like okay what do you need cover letter resume 
All right. Come back with cover letter resume, which after 22 years in the military, the resume was not that hard. <laughs> pretty, pretty easy, really. There wasn't too much to put on it. So The cover letter was longer than the resume. Yeah. and <laughs> Just uh, as. Right. And rolled in and managed to pick up the job. It was a little rough in the beginning because our systems were antiquated. Let's put it that way. Big time. So, you know, the old... Flip the book, find the Flip cigar, the book, hope the price the is cigar, right. Hope the price is somewhere in the ballpark. Type it into the sharp register, hit tax, and enter. You know, it was so, pretty rudimentary. Yes, and then credit cards was like a, you know, come back in four days. We'll have your shit to sign. AOL dial-up. Yeah. So um, went through that, went through the whole transition into the newer systems and the newer website that we have. And then my wife uh, freed herself up where she turned up into being Consuela and ended up being the shipping biatch, as we like to call her. Oh, so, yes. Yes. Yeah. So she shifted over to the shipping side. She does part-time. I only do part-time myself, but... Um, but you're we, kind of the ordering guy. <clears throat> yeah, I, I order all the off-ball stuff that we need and, and other things that aren't related. Well, some are related to scars, but pipe tobaccos, everything else, I sort of take care of on the weekends. And I'm there during the day, so I don't have to deal with the drunk bastards at night. Because he's drunk. <laughs> yeah, because I'm usually drunk. I'm, I'm drunk kidding, I'm kidding, I'm no, kidding. Well, not necessarily. Yeah, I mean, there's, the there's days. Yeah, there, there's, there's days. There's certain days. So, uh, but... Yeah, so I now about in that hand. No more chocolate bombs. <laughs> yeah. No, I'm glad we're out of those fucking, fucking things. Buzz balls. We got Jesus more. Christ. Uh, Jesus, really? We're, we're getting all the flavors. Don't Good let God. her. Don't let her know. No, when man, you turn into a shit show real quick. Yeah, that one Friday here not too long ago, she stayed and had like four can, of them. You can tell by her hair. Well, you can tell by her voice. <laughs> we're gonna, the voice. Hair. We're going to get the apple one, and then we're going to put the apple sake. We're going to call it the oh, DTC man. hookah double double. Oh, call it the double sweet double double. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Watch us get sued by that video game. Yeah, yeah right. Probably. Anyway, Sorry. so that's my background. Uh, basically, I learned from ground up. I've never been a bartender, which we do beer and wine. So, unfortunately, that's what we got, which is fine. But you asked me to make a mojito. I'm just going to tell you to go fuck yourself and move on. But uh, he'll grab you sea salt. He will not slice the words up either. That is exactly how it's going to come out. Yeah, Yeah. I'm I'm not exactly PC. So (laughs) people that come into the bar either like me or hate me, and that's that's life. That's their fucking problem. Yeah, pretty much. That's how I look at it. But anyway, yeah, black and white. There you go. And I am Handsome Pierce. I take care of uh, wholesaling. So if anybody has any needs to get uh, the uh, Chasing the Dragon, Deadwood Tobacco Company, Chasing the Dragon, in their area, all they have to do is email me at info at deadwoodtobacco.com, attention Pierce, and we can take care of all the uh, uh, particulars after that. Um, I also do the podcast. Obviously, I have the sound equipment, uh, kind of work hand in hand with Ethan on that. He's the visuals. I'm the sound. The voice. Um, yeah, the, the voice. voice. Uh, I don't always sound like this, but I know how to throw my voice. I used to be a DJ, a traveling DJ back in the day. Um, For porn? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Welcome to the stage. So this is cherry. <laughs> cherry? Paprika's Ugh. rolling out. You don't want cherry bomb to go onto the stage. Before. This next up is <clears throat> apricot, <laughs> followed up by dried tea. Uh, I'm also the, uh, evidently, the six kids. Oh, Jesus. 
uh, also the uh, resident OCD guy, so I've been uh, kind of flying around trying to organize and get everything together. Uh, kind of fell in as the office bitch for a little bit there as well. So um, just kind of the everyman, uh, bartender of 25 years, so that's kind of my forte, but uh, obviously trying to get away from that a little bit. So it's nice to be in a beer and wine bar instead of slang and slang yeah. and drinks. It's a team process. Mm-hmm. You can't get hired unless the team hires you. And then we're missing Grimy Grimes. Yep. So Grimy Grimes was Army vet, went through his uh, time during that, and has been a bartender for... No, he's probably been a bartender for 10 years. It, he was a butcher before that. Yeah, so he's a butcher, <laughs> yeah. bartender. A butcher. Now he's a fucking... Now he's an guy. angry little fucking gnome yeah. that takes care of people. Yeah, yeah. So, with no smile. Yes, <laughs> he's the deadpan of our group that just looks at you like, "What the fuck did you just what?" Yeah, he just he's got a full beard. He looks like an angry little gnome all the time. See, to work at DTC, yeah. you end up having facial hair, a dog, and an average marriage of twenty years. Yeah, it's crazy. <laughs> it's Except crazy. For Married to the game for twenty years. That's yeah, that's this guy. Yeah. <laughs> Nah, you're married. Yeah, you're married. Uh, yeah, I'm married to the process. Yep. Yeah. So anyway, what your is... smoke lounge and uh, your smoke lounge and bar, and you guys mentioned that a couple times. Mm-hmm. Something I found interesting: you guys have seventy varieties of bottled beer, yep. six local beers on tap. Um, uh, the unique that always changes. Yeah, it's yeah. a rotating tap. It's a rotating okay. tap, but for the most part, we we always try to keep. Um, there's a couple different local breweries we always keep in house that are either in they might not be on tap but they're physically in our in our bar at the time so mm-hmm. yeah but yeah we're gonna we're gonna move locations here in january and we'll double that beer selection yep that uh the, the part though i found was that like you mentioned you're in the original deadwood jail that, that, that houses our beer yeah. So yeah, the the beer cooler is the jail, and it was the uh, quasi temporary jail until they built the county seat. Um, but yeah. that would have been if you <laughs> if you go down there in the middle of summer, that would have been a motherfucker of a punishment to be <laughs> in there overnight, especially hungover in that tight ass oh, sweat God. box, tight, yeah. sweaty. It's humid as shit down there. There's salt coming through from the the ceiling because of the the roads. It floods. Uh, yeah, it, it floods. floods a little bit every once in a while, three four <laughs> times a year. <laughs> But yeah, in the wintertime, it freezes like an ice rink. Yes. Hey, uh, what and where is Shin Kick Alley? Where'd you hear that from? Heard it from, uh, I think it might have been you, uh, and in a previous episode, caught my attention. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, we'll field that one to Bill. Yeah. (laughs) The humidor is shaped as a P. So the leg of the P back in the day when Fabian and I were there, when I was at Ashton, he was at Drew Estate, uh, our product was up in the front for the major event. So if you went down the P, we had this little banner put up in that. You went past that. I told you that shin kick alley. If you came back out, you you were authorized to free kick to your shins because nobody down that alley supported the store during the event (laughs) and always wore boots. That's how it started, just yeah. as another little added-on feature right. Fabian and I did. <laughs> so basically, if you're if you're rolling down, we, you come into our humidor, it's, you know, eh, two and a half, three people deep when yep. you first walk in. Yep. 
But then you go down what we call it. I call it the corridor or the <laughs> alley. Once you go down the alley, you're it's all there is. You're, you're fucked. screwed. Yeah, because it's nuts to butts the whole yeah, way. There's no turnabout. Right, mm-hmm. and if I'm in the back telling you know talking to somebody about whatever cigar we have back there, and then I look around and a 300 pound heifer walks around the corner, I'm like fuck. I cannot get out, and I can look through the glass because it's glass like a zoo animal. Yeah, yeah. And I can see people at the register waiting, and I'm like, well, hi. I'll be out eventually. You know, this is how it's fucking going to work. Sorry. So we... Like a, we, like a, like a dog trying to be adopted. You're just waving through the window. Yeah, right. Pretty yeah. much. You're just waiting until you can get by whoever. He's either got to back out or... Boobs McGee. Yeah, yeah. Step out of the side or, or figure something out so I can get or by. Or Mr. Big Butt. Yeah. It <laughs> yeah. doesn't matter. Because his name ain't Seymour underneath the bleachers. Right. Bitched it, Bob. So, um, luckily, the new place we're going to will have a nice uh, walk around with an island in the middle, so we can actually maneuver. That's the big thing. So, um, I mean, it's a big hemidor. It's it's one of the biggest in South Dakota. I believe it is the biggest, I think. Yeah, unless there's some privately owned one that we don't know about. Yeah. But for the most part, I know we're pretty much the biggest one in South Dakota that has different you know, brands and everything else. So it's a unique place and it's, it's, it's entertaining to watch people come down there or they'll email us and, you know, I can't get this or I can't get that. And why don't you have this? And it's like, well, that um, that's yeah. where these guys get books and education to read. If we don't have something, they know what right. it is and they can show five cigars that are equivalent. So we don't carry what most stores you would walk into, right? You'll see Macanudo. You'll see Romeo Reserve Real. Diamond we don't crown. We don't carry that. Cohiba. We could. Cristos and blah blah blah. Yeah, we could. It's very easy. But if you understand what that is, being Dominican and with the Connecticut Ecuador or a Cameroon on Dominican, and you carry Ashton or Aladino or anybody that's product, and you know what it is, you can educate that tourist that comes into your store. And once we do that. And you, they understand, because most of our smokers that come through our store do not smoke cigars. So it's important to educate them. And then once they do, they go home and they order again. And they might not buy Macanudo. They may. Yeah. But, but they could buy Ashton. They might buy CLE Connecticut. They could buy Foundations. Uh, Tabernacle. Yeah, Tabernacle, thank you. Wise Man. Wise, wise Man. Yeah. yeah, any of those. Yeah, there's, there's so much out there that if you understand what the product is, then you can cross-educate the person and let them know they have options to pick from. And, and they'll be in the same car, the same wheelhouse, going down the same highway. No, yep. And it's kind of nice, too, because it almost represents on, okay, we've got the, you know, super popular. We've got Ashen. We've got, you know, CLE. We've got this, that, and the other. But we also, uh, seems kind of boutique to people that haven't been in a humidor like ours before. So they can go in there and find sticks that they've never been able to find before. And then that's our job to walk them through and say, oh, okay, what did you like about that particular cigar that you've been asking about? Okay, well, let me walk you over here and, and get you a, you know, a Tatuaje that uh, has the same fl- uh, flavor profile or whatever. Crown heads. Crown heads, yeah. yeah. So it's, it's, a, it's a nice way to broaden the, the perspective of anybody that's coming into the humidor and be able to kind of... Um, you know, push the envelope a little bit, but not that much because they're still getting a good stick for a good price at a good place. Um, but they might not be able to get their Cohiba red dot that, that day. And Oh fucking well, you still get a good cigar. You still get a good environment. You still get a good atmosphere. You still get awesome people to talk to that work there. And yeah, that's just who we are. 
And it's a tourist town with gambling. And a tourist town with gambling, so how can you go wrong with that? Right. At least when you gamble with us, you know you're going to get a stick. <laughs> and free music. Mm. <coughs> yeah. Every Friday and Saturday night, Brandon Sprague Blues Band. <clears throat> dun, dun, dun. Get your t-shirt at DTC. <laughs> the Brandon Sprague t-shirt. Right. Yeah. That so one. We have one, maybe two left. We've got we've gone around the circle for forty five minutes. So <laughs> Matt, what what do we do? Hmm? Yeah, I've got a question for Matt. There right, we go. go. That's uh, what I was. So Matt, um, what's what's your um, what's your history with Spick. cigars Spick. and um, what what um, what got you to convert your shed to do a podcast about cigars and what's what's the the future vision. What's your background? For, yeah, for there what you want go. to do. Well, my my professional background. I'm uh, an IT fiber optic guy. What the hell is uh, what that? What the fuck? What? He watches good I, porn. Uh, yeah, him and Brad. <laughs> him and Brad could have like a six hour conversation. They could. Oh, yeah. Cerebral. Yes. Yes. So I traveled with uh, sporting events for a good ten years, um, mostly with the PGA Tour, USGA, doing their IT, their Wi Fi, and all that stuff, and then I migrated here to illinois met my wife and she and her dad and well actually most of her family are big into cigars hmm. and so where I, I went from smoking on special occasions and weddings and you know to getting schooled they i i started smoking more with when going down to their you know the in-laws house and stuff like that and I didn't want to just smoke something and not know anything about it, so I started researching and getting into them and, and learning more about different companies and the different tobacco leaves and all that stuff. And so, in turn, had me starting to smoke more and uh, doing more research, if you would. And then the podcast spun off with, uh, you know, casually smoking cigars on the weekends and... Then, like I mentioned, reaching out to different companies and, th and then having them reach back. And so now I'm even more interested and, and more intrigued to hear about different companies and how they operate, uh, where their factories are, and, and things of that nature. So, um, yeah, the, the shed is, is coming up pretty well. I think this is episode 16 for me. Right on. So, uh, we're right around the same. New. Yeah. Yeah, relatively new. Um, and uh, I got guest lined up up until March at this point. That's cool. So a nice. couple that are going to be here in the shed and then a couple that will be remote. Very and, nice. Uh, it's it's bi-weekly, so it's just a nice little hobby, if you would, for me. You should give um, him a, a shed shot glass for coming to the shed. Ooh. Well, no, you know what I did was uh, a couple episodes ago, I, I have a good friend that is local. He makes hot sauce, and I'm also a, a, a pepper fanatic where I grow trinidad scorpions and reapers and ghosts in my backyard and um he my ass would be on fire yeah. cigars no. fermented cigars and and bourbon and made a hot sauce with those ingredients uh used inside this hot sauce so um i will be shipping a couple bottles out to you guys uh, but it's the cigar social podcast hot sauce nice oh there we go very nice so tell the truth my, though tell, tell me one thing did you did you buy all the sound equipment, the the camera, the everything, he just so you it. could get the hell out of the house and be able to smoke cigars <laughs> and be like, sorry, I got podcast tonight, babe. I'll not be around for an hour or two. 
He's got podcast yeah, education every night. Wait, does she watch this? You I can lie if you need to. <laughs> I, don't, I mean, I don't know, to be honest with you. <laughs> That's a really safe stance to yeah, take, man. It's, it's a, a very yeah, safe I'm not stance. Really sure, actually. If he's got, but I, I think that. Uh, She's watching I, murder porn. Yeah. I Snap. I go out and have a. And, and I don't really need the podcast to do so. Mm-hmm. Um, we have that really good relationship. So. Uh, and then sometimes she'll come out and, and join me out on the back patio. But it's uh, it, the podcast was more of just learning more, discussing more, and and kind of hearing what other companies, especially when you get into the, like the breweries and the distilleries and things of that nature, things I've never even heard of or knew about. I start to kind of get more of appreciation mm-hmm. for how long the aging process for cigars, or how many hands that a cigar actually touches before it even gets in the box. Uh, so it, it's they're all washed. You you, you, <laughs> yeah. you gain an appreciation. Oh, for sure. Um, like obviously, being a tech guy, um, was this kind of something that was familiar to you, or did it take you a while to get used to the the headphones and the microphone and all that other shit, or was it just kind of something that's like natural and just hey man, I'm just going to jump on here and I'm going to talk about you know, these two passions of mine and I'm going to, you know, forge forward. I think as being, uh, somewhat of a nerd, <laughs> this, this kind of came somewhat natural. You're an IT um, guy, dude. Sorry. You're a nerd. No, <laughs> just, yeah. just throwing that out there. I mean, I, I'm more internet based, more Wi-Fi, more fiber optics, more, you know, mm-hmm. more of that nature. Uh, but, uh, everything's, plug and pray at one point or another right so you just kind of plug things in and hope it works and i mean as we've hey, proved over the last couple of weeks yeah yeah, yeah. stash <laughs> does he does he erase his web browser yeah that's the that's mm, yeah i'm pretty sure he, he he probably does nah nah he's an it guy he, hides he, the he knows how to get rid of that shit delete <laughs> erase history yeah there you go he bleaches it yes all right makes all right. sense okay okay <laughs> Where we I got your location. I know uh, you mentioned that there was a, a new location being built. Not being uh, well, a build out, yeah. yeah it's, it's, is that it's, also going to be just beer and wine, or are, yep. is that the, yes. the anti spirits thing, uh, like a town thing? <laughs> well, the, the, I'll, I'll cover this one. Yes. So, Deadwood's a unique place because we are a tourist town, right? So, we have multiple casinos that can spend millions and millions of dollars to procure such licenses so um a lot of the places the rule here is 60 percent has to be food before you can put in for a liquor license well the problem with us is we smoke so you cannot do food in a place you smoke at so we are one of the only places in deadwood that you can physically smoke a cigar have beer and wine and listen to blues music and so on and so forth but you're not allowed to do the liquor because we don't have the food so it it's sort of a built-in what would they call a, a safety basically because we do have multiple events throughout the year i mean every month we have two to three events going on and a lot of them are pub crawls slash uh whiskey tasting slash wine tasting slash this and that slash concert slash concert slash whatever you want to put in there insert your thing and it would as small as our little town is of you're looking at 1200 people you don't miss roughly it. 
You don't right. miss it. Yeah. So by the time you hit us or some other place, you've already had your, you know, four or five shots. You've had this and that. You bounced around the bars. And you can come in here. You can get a good cigar. We will direct you in the right direction with that cigar. And then we pair you up with a beer or wine that will physically match the cigar you have. So we've had to modify a little bit because most people always think cigars and a good scotch or a good bourbon. But we can shift it over to a beer and make it work just as well. And that's part of what that is. There, there's only so many licenses to go out because they didn't want everybody and their brother to have a liquor license because we are a tourist town and we get a lot of these pub crawls and stuff like that. So it, it comes back to sort of bite you in the butt because everybody by bar four, they're so trashed you can't serve them mm-hmm. and blah, blah, blah. Plus we have the only live consistent right. entertainment right no. so we we are one that does one of the consistent entertainments every weekend so it, it's there and we do fine without it prefer you know preferably yes would it There'd be, be nice? more fights yeah yeah you're you're dealing with more you gotta remember we got everything from cowboys rodeos ranchers one percenters bikers one percenters no. bikers white collar white collar we're we're not like your average cigar bar where you have the you know shirt tie crystal ashtrays leather couches we're, we have a leather couch we have one yeah. yes but we're not that no. we're 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 so diverse in our clientele that we get i mean what 60 to 75 percent of the people we get to come in they smell the smoke they hear the music they walk down the steps and they're like oh shit you can smoke in here yeah and I want we're, a cigar. we're off and running. So that's how almost, I don't know, 75% of our business comes from is the local weekend people that have not been out there that saw our name, came downstairs because, you know, it looks that speakeasy-ish sort of way. Yep. And that's where we go with that. So it's, unfortunately, liquor license is one of those harder things to get here in Deadwood and there's only so many to go out, and they've already been, you know, distributed throughout the town. And as much as we'd like to have it, that's just not an option now. So we're gonna we're gonna work the other avenues we can because when you hit a wall, it's either you drop dead and stop and quit, or you find other alternatives to make it work better in your favor. And especially in this town, it's it's a real draw to be able to go somewhere, be able to have a smoke have a beer, have a wine, and not be inundated with all the fucking bells and whistles of all those machines. So we do not have any machines. There's no gambling in our spot. There's no, you know, uh, fights or or games on the TV. Um, It's it's a place where you can actually sit down, look across, you know, the the bar to somebody eye to eye and have a conversation because that's what it's about. It's about community and, and being able to sit down and relax with your cigar, with your wine, and be able to talk you know, whatever talk you want to talk with the get, person next get to you. Liberals and conservatives actually talking a normal conversation without yep. killing themselves. <clears throat> it's or crazy. each other. Or each other. No. So it's just it it's 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 kind of a unique thing too to be able to not only describe the 
cigars to people and and help them choose that but when they walk up to the bar also help them pair that cigar with a wine or a beer that's going to bring out you know this flavor that flavor you're going to get a little bit of caramelization or a little bit of cocoa powder or yada 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 um, but that's kind of what our speciality is there so it's it's a multifaceted thing and just because it's a small shop it's still a diamond in the rough there's been people that have been there 10 times and never seen us walk down the stairs and why the fuck didn't i find this you know four years ago when i was here um but you know it's the diamond in the rough man you you, you come over and you see us you find us you always come back and say hi because it's just that kind of a spot if you don't know you don't need to know but if you know you know you know All what right. would you say uh, Deadwood's m- most popular cigar is? Oh, man. Well, that's an easy one. Hit it. Sweet Jane. Jane. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> so we're still known for the Sweet Jane, so a lot of people seek us out. Um, they're nationwide right now, so you can literally get them most anywhere in the in the United States. But they know that we started that. Uh, there years ago so they want to go to the originator and get the cigar from the place that it started so matt they think we roll it there they do <laughs> trust me i i feel just on a friday saturday and half a sunday i probably feel uh good lord i don't know five to ten calls a weekend of well i got this cigar and you know it's really good and you don't have them on when are you guys going to roll more and it's like uh <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> all right we live in south dakota so we're not really congruent for growing tobacco one and two the nicaraguan honduras and uh, dominican republic rollers come winter time they break out of our handcuffs and they run out of the basement yeah. we, we can't hold we can't them keep there. them just, all year we round. can't keep them there yeah so they're not made for Cold weather. Uh, cold weather so well um, and most people that order online also think that we're a warehouse when they walk in they're baffled by the fact that yeah. we're 1800 square feet yeah. and half of that is a humidor you know right. what i mean and it's six people running the show that's yeah. it so it, it it's it was a very good idea when it was started and it's continuing on it's just it's like the people that talk about it and think we make them and you know we've had emails you know well i got this one cigar and it wasn't that great and i'm like well i call them up i'm like where did you get it from sir oh cigar bed i'm like well all right um one we don't make it drew estate makes it physically in uh nicaragua so um you know not how was it stored yeah, how was it stored? Did you keep it on the dash of your truck for two months and then somebody put it on a cigar bed and sold it because they're like, well, this thing's effed and I'm going to throw it down the road? Yep. Or did you do this or that or how did you, you know keep it? Um, cigars is like a good whiskey or a good bourbon, right? you got to know how to store it, right? Bourbons can sit for years and years and years and be fine. Cigars can sit for years and years and years and be fine, but they have to be in a proper thing it's like a wine bottle you don't ever leave it standing up on end forever because the cork dries out and then it gets skunked basically (laughs) a beer corked yes yeah corked corked you can't do that with a beer it will skunk if you lay a beer on its side the cap will physically disintegrate and actually destroy the beer long before so they want to be standing up where a wine bottle wants to be on its side cigars have a certain proper humidity slash temperature they like to be in and that's it 
you know, everybody's like, well, if I put them in the freezer, and I'm like, no, oh, that's God. the worst thing you can do. Don't do that. <sighs> this is Man. sort of my, I'm going on my cigar. Yeah. Do's Don't. and don'ts kick, but, you know, and, nice. you know, it, it's not, it's it's, teach, it's simple teaching. I mean, I'm like, a, a, go buy a damn $2 Tupperware container and put a Bovita pack in it and put your cigars in it and seal it. You're fine. You know? Yep. But it, it's it's a, it's like anything else, you know. Uh, do you have a scotch with like my wife likes to do? Take really high end oh. whiskeys, bourbons, and scotches, and <laughs> mix them with Coke because yeah. Yeah. she can't stand the straight taste of it. But she'll mix it with Coke. It doesn't matter what it is, and it could be you know stick. a ninety hundred dollars mm-hmm. bottle of something, and she's going to mix it with Coke. And I'm like, what the f are you doing? <laughs> no, you no. Just stop. You're you're disgracing the whole thing. Just go away. But the bottle disappears. Yes, yeah. but the bottle will disappear. Still does the trick. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway. I wonder so. what the Japanese whiskey would do to her. Ooh. I don't know. Might have to try that. I, I would say, I would suggest binding it and, uh, and giving it a whirl, especially with this cigar. It's a great pair. Well, the problem is, is Consuela does not like anything plain. So if it has any kind of burn or any kind of staying, whatever, she's not going to do it. It's going to mix with Coke or sparkling water. She only likes the spice with her men. Man. Yeah. Man. The one man. <laughs> the one man. Yes. As Ohio State says, the man. The yes. man. But, um, yeah, it would be interesting to see what she would do with that. But yeah. We'll have to maybe give it a shot. There you go. There you go. You got any more questions for us, Matt? Well, I know we're getting close to time. I just wanted to see what was uh, coming up for Deadwood. Can you let us in on any, uh, anything new in the works or anything to be excited for? So the new shop is probably the most exciting thing for all of us. Um, a lot of people comment, comment that it's not going to have the same ambiance. It's not going to have the same this. It's not going to have the same that. Um, and honestly, until I worked there, I didn't realize what, you know, the basement really entailed. Uh, but once you get in there and, uh, you walk in on a day that it's 10 degrees outside, um, and you look at the thermostat and it's only 42 degrees inside and you're wearing a parka strip for a straight two fucking weeks. That's when you kind of start realizing like, Oh, okay. All right. So we get to go to a building with heat. Oh, that's awesome. With, uh, air conditioning. Oh, fucking even better. Uh, with an air filtration system. Bathroom. Yeah. A bathroom. That'd be nice. It doesn't flood four times a year. (laughs) Bonus. So it's it's uh, what I like to tell people is it doesn't matter what they think it's going to be because everybody thinks that you're just going to take something and ruin it. But it's the same six dudes that really love cigars. They really love their job. They really are, you know, entranced by this whole thing that are going to be there as well. So the ambiance is the crew in my mind, anyways. Now is this going to be a, a move? Or yes. is this going to be a, a, a new addition? A move. No, a move. A complete a move. move. Okay, so yeah. you're you're leaving where we're field, at. Yeah. Field grounds. Yep. So part of this is uh, we're in a basement, right? No bathroom. So the bathroom's upstairs. Um, the ventilation is what I would say subpar shit at mm-hmm. best. Yeah. We have a floor dryer that physically removes the smoke from the building. So, you know, it's it's 
we're working on we, we've grown so much that so many people are in there on the weekends and during the week that it's like la i just put it as look at la on a good summer day in like august you can't see across the town well you can't see across 100 and whatever the fuck square feet we're 900 square feet we are yeah so this will have proper ventilation we're going to be on the street level but we're still in a historic building so we've just moved down the road a bit but in the biggest tallest building yep in the biggest tallest building in deadwood and furthermore i can get vets into the store because we are a big vet you know we attract veterans of all types and when they're in a wheelchair and we got to carry him down the stairs. We'll get you down here, buddy. Oh, yeah, but we'll get him down. You're not going to like it. Yeah. But we're going to carry your ass down. It might be a little weird, but we're going to get you down there. And it's going to be bathrooms. We have an ADA bathroom. We're going to have our normal men's and women's bathroom because we don't play that other game that whatever other states want to play. <laughs> but anyway, um, so, you know, it, it's going to give us a lot more, uh, what, three times the seating, four yeah. times the seating almost. So I, I did a count the other week, and right now if I have every chair taken up, including the little wooden one in the back, yep. the stool, we're looking at 38 seats total. That's people can sit on a weekend. Wow. Um, this new place, we can seat 30-plus at the bar by itself. Yeah. So it's it's going to keep the same vibe. We're going to keep the same Edison bulbs, the same the same groove we have going. It's just going to be a bigger spot. And yep. yes, like everything else, there's going to be some people that are pissed at it in the simple little speakeasy down in the dungeon. But we had to expand. We didn't have a choice. We we couldn't get any more room, and it was time to move. Yep. And we made the move. There's no room for shipping. Yeah, right. there's no room for shipping. There's no room for wholesaling. Uh, we don't have a whole lot of storage area to keep back stock. Um, right. Just just problems that you run into when your business is growing. You know, Consuela does our shipping on the counter in the morning on the same counter that people are trying to look at for lighter fluid, cutters, lighters, yep. and so on and so forth. She's physically doing her shipping there. So if there's, you know, it's... It's a very tight spot, and we're finally moving to a bigger space where we can get more room to sort of breathe as we need to do, and everybody can do their job properly. Yep. And not so. only that, we have a ton of uh, what I call courtesy coffers that come through. Yes. Uh, so they'll go in and uh, make sure that everybody knows that they're... <coughs> With this awesome yeah. look on their face. Um, the air filtration system that we have in the new, or that we're going to have in the new spot, um, actually is going to be phenomenal. So some of those people that have a problem with you know sensitivities to smoke or whatever will actually be able to come in there and enjoy the music. We have uh, a lot of people that want to come in there and listen to the band, uh, but don't feel that they are uh, you know safe in that environment or, or whatever. Um, so that's going to be an awesome thing as well to be able to get more people in there that would want to come in there if it had a little less, you know, smoke density. Yeah, thank you. Yeah. And while you're on that subject, you mean yes. the ones that I usually tell fucking they come in coughing, they pull their T-shirt over their nose. Yes. I'm like, well, there's three fucking exits. There's one there, yeah. one there, and one yeah. in the back. And they look <laughs> at me like I'm an asshole. And I'm like, well, I don't walk into a bowling alley going, well, geez, it smells like sweat. Sweat socks. It smells like sweat socks. Sweat sweaty socks, balls. pin oil, and there's noise of pins falling. Why am I fucking here? It's like, well, you went there for a reason. Exactly. So shut the hell up. Right. Anyway, that's our PC edition of 
what we do at Deadwood Tobacco. <laughs> yeah. So. yeah, this is what, basically what we do at the uh, counter every Friday and Saturday night when we're busy is me and Stash just rip just them, rip them. people apart. And they love it. So, I mean, <laughs> yeah. well, they, they keep, keep coming it. back, so it's good. <laughs> nice. Yeah. So, to follow, finish up. To finish up. Before I go pee my pounds. Where can they find your podcast there, Matt? Uh, everywhere. Every. Uh, platform amazon uh google spotify itunes blah 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 and then the video <laughs> i haven't looked at one of the yeah, yeah, blah, 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 blah. yeah 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 blah 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 dot com yeah check that one go to uh, that's YouTube the new japanese one yeah <laughs> <laughs> sorry go ahead man no no that's uh, fine uh <laughs> video content is is on youtube I, like i said I, I only post there when i do remote calls or when i have video but Anything that's in in the shed uh, is audio only at this time. So that'll be specifically on a podcast platform. Excellent. And then how many, you said uh, two times a week or every two weeks? Every two weeks. Every okay. Every two weeks. Bi-weekly, yeah. Do you, just, so. do you set it out on a certain day or anything? Let the people know where they can find it or when they can find it. Uh, it, right now it's set, uh, as every two weeks, sometimes it changes. I know I got the holidays coming up, so I'll be probably missing a week or two down mm-hmm. in the, thanksgiving and christmas time and all that stuff but uh um yeah look for it we post on uh social media i, I i'm not big in social media yeah uh, welcome to the group all yeah. The, yeah i i i have zero social media so i'm kind of okay with that yep um but uh the the podcast has an instagram my wife will post up when when the new episodes are available so okay. excellent nice. check it out right on and so, for all we'll go ahead oop. so once again you are pairing the japanese whiskey with Habiki. the beaky yeah, with the, the midnight oil with the midnight oil okay and uh phenomenal pair actually it's a it's a really good uh flavor notes from both are are almost identical it's it's really weird actually uh usually you get a, a good pair and you're like well this is a good cigar and a good a beer or a good whiskey or whatever, and it just marries well. But this is almost the, the flavor never ends with the the, the fried uh, the dried fruit and the apricot and, and uh, it, it. Check it out. It's I I suggest it. Hell yeah! All right, right yeah. on. Well, thank you for uh, reaching out to us and uh, doing this podcast together. I know that we've had a hell of a lot of technical difficulties, and um, maybe we've done more sign language than talking before this actually happened, uh, just because there was no sound feed on the on the back and forth when when Ethan was figuring this out. Um, on our side, thank you for tuning in to Deadwood Tobacco Company Blow and Smoke Podcast. You can find us on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, uh, Etsy, all kinds of different places. Make sure Etsy? that if yeah, what the fuck. <laughs> Etsy, Pinterest, we're all good. <laughs> Fuck it. Uh, <laughs> this is why I have to have a pre-recorded one. God damn it. Um, make sure that if you're looking for the Deadwood Tobacco <laughs> Company Chasing the Dragon, you can go to www.deadwoodtobacco.com. Order those up. Consuela would be happy to box those up and get those sent out as soon as she can. Uh, make sure that you're given a call to 605-722-1510. If you have any questions about flavor profiles or you just want to reach out and uh, breathe heavy into the phone for Consuela, that would be perfect as well. Uh, you can find us on all the uh, major streaming platforms as well. You can go on Apple or Google. Google or Amazon or all of the above. Make sure you're tuning in to YouTube uh, or Podbean, our uh, parent company or our streaming company. And that will do it for us. Matt, thank you so much for coming on. 
Oh, God, what are you going to do? What are you going to do? What are you going to do? He's going somewhere. Thank you so much for coming on, reaching out, and making this happen. It was a pleasure being able to talk to you over the lines. And uh, thanks, man. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. And don't call me about the fucking weather because it's (laughs) fucking always Deadwood. Yep. Get over it. It's Deadwood. (laughs) Have a great night, guys. Thanks, Matt. Thank you very much, man.